Okay. All right. This is Oh Cousin, My Cousin, and I am Drew Toman. I'm Alex Toman. And we are... Cousins. Believe it or not. What this is... <laughs> is cousins showing each other mm-hmm. uh, movies, movies or shows, shows or games, games or books <laughs> or Those just, exist. I don't know stuff like that yeah um, entertainment all around the spectrum yeah something we can talk at at length yep. preferably mm-hmm. but um, there's several movies that um, I drew have seen and want to show you Alex myself and <clears throat> we thought this is a good way to get things going yeah, yeah and to record one of ours first times viewing mm-hmm. and our opinions and mm-hmm. just talk it through and just you know show each other stuff we love and also recommend it to anyone who happens to listen yeah in so that's it's essentially what we're going for yeah and I thought it'd be nice to start Alex off with some heavy hitters. Yeah, you really did. Um, which is great. Yeah. Some uh, new instant classics. Hereditary. If you will. Mm-hmm. Hereditary and Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, both uh, connected by director Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. And um, this is being recorded in November. So yes. we just followed October, and I thought it'd be nice to start off with some spooky movies. It's still spooky season. It is. Leaves are falling. It's still spooky. Yeah. So Because they asked for something spooky. You, I asked you for something spooky. And I gave it to you. I think I <laughs> delivered. You gave it to me, man. Um, you did. I, uh, I do want to say that if uh, you are listening in and you want to follow along with us, uh, to the best of uh, your capabilities, um, I'd recommend viewing Hereditary, then Midsummer, um, just uh, just to help follow along and understand what we're talking about. So totally. we are going to have massive spoilers. Um, we're just maybe really, one or two, at least for each movie, for each one. But we're we're going to talk a lot about what happens in the movies. So yeah. um, if you don't care, then <laughs> great. <laughs> Listen along and, you know, just uh, enjoy the ride, I guess. Um, I will also say that both these movies do have some disturbing content. There's um, there's uh, uh, child loss. There's uh, parent loss. Um, pretty disturbing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty graphic images. Yes. So if you're not really into that or the... I don't know if anyone's really Skip. into that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind it, then you're probably fine. But if, yeah. if you have a light stomach, then... Uh, Maybe skip this one. Yeah. So that's it's a great <clears throat> one to do for our first... <laughs> our first pod. Uh, regarding that. So yeah, just quick disclaimer um, on that. But overall, they're great movies. Yeah. At least I think. We'll I, see what they are. Cousin thinks. So why I chose these films is, um, like I said, spooky season. Cousin hasn't seen them. And I wanted to get his perspective on them. Um, so I tasked him with watching both of the movies. And then we didn't talk about them until now. So we've been waiting a week or two to talk about these. And yep. we're excited. We did watch Hereditary together. <laughs> which was uh, 
Well, 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 you, you did, did good. Yeah, I was proud. You. I did not do that good on my first viewing. Okay. Um, it helped having experienced viewers with me. I'll <laughs> the, say that. That that was the idea. Yeah. Um, and then Midsummer we watched separately. But um, I do want to start with Hereditary being the first one we watched and Let's also the uh, first of the Ari Aster movies. Okay. So my first question about Hereditary that we watched uh-huh. last week and we didn't talk about. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. I liked it very, very much. Nice. Um, it's funny because I hate scary movies. Uh, typically, typically I hate sure. scary movies. But um, watching this one and, and Midsummer, um, it's given me a new found appreciation for that genre of film. I used to just yeah hate everything that had to do with That's scary understandable. movies. I had seen a couple in the past, <clears throat> um, but Hereditary ranks it's up there with horror movies that i would watch again okay what so, what are some horror movies that you have seen the conjuring mm-hmm. that's like the main one um i wouldn't really call the shining horror but it's like a thriller yeah. psychological thriller um original psycho and i saw some like freddy krueger stuff okay some slasher films. yeah and then th- uh, the thing Mm-hmm. and it's more body horror but then yeah no know. it's it's um it's definitely different than what you've seen then yes so very yeah like i've i grew up not loving scary movies and then i grew to love them through mm-hmm. my dad and sister primarily but um yeah. they still scare the shit out of me but i love it i love the feeling that they uh that they give you it's you don't get a feeling like that watching uh any other movie sometimes you know totally. sometimes they don't emotionally grab you even though it's a terrible emotion and maybe something i don't necessarily <laughs> want to feel it's still some i still feel something yeah it's just anything just something god <laughs> all right yeah yeah <laughs> so that's some perspective on the movies you've seen and then i throw this at you so you said you liked it so that's good yeah. i'm glad yeah i'm glad um i wouldn't have showed you it if i didn't like it right um but on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? I'd give it an eight point five. Wow, mm-hmm. very nice. I think it was very well done. Yeah, classy. Very classy. Classy for how bad of stuff happens yes. in it. Cool, great. Well, let's give a recap, kind of on what Hereditary is. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me pull that up real quick. Uh, I'll read I'll read a synopsis and then we can kind of briefly go yeah. over the storyline and then for those who either need a recap or those who just don't know and don't care to watch it and just want to know what we're talking about. All right. So, according to IMDb, Hereditary is a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. That's it. <laughs> That's all it says. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks a lot, IMDb. Wow. Well, users on IMDb gave it a 7.3. Wow. I don't know. I think that's a little low. That's pretty low. I'd give it, I'd bump it up a I'd little. I'd bump it up. But, so yeah, Hereditary is set in the modern day, and there's a family who loses their uh, grandmother. Yeah. And we find that the grandmother was um, part of a cult that worshipped a demon pagan, which is basically a demon from hell, and... Um, the family has a, has a, a mother whose name is Annie. 
Yep. With her husband, Steve. Steve. Their older son, who's in high school, Peter, and their younger daughter, who's like 13 or so, and her name's Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Um, Annie's mother, grand, yeah, the grandmother that dies, um, was in the cult, mm-hmm. and she was trying to put demons inside of Annie's children. Um, it didn't work on the older child because there was there wasn't early contact in in Peter's early life. Um, Annie did allow Charlie uh, to see the grandmother when she was born, and so then payment 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 that's it payment <laughs> was put into Charlie, and then it gets kind of all fucky. Basically, yeah. um, Charlie dies early on in the movie by a tragic accident. Very tragic. Yeah. Um, Peter at the wheel and he survived and then they go through the loss of not only the grandmother but now their younger daughter and then the demon basically hops around people and then the family ends up dying and then it's it's real bad I mean it, there's too spooky. much there's too much to explain really yeah really so that's general gist is that there's demons flying around and a family falls apart when when we were watching the movie I wanted you to like write down any notes or questions you had or yes. comments and then i just think uh, that'd be a good place to start our discussion and then uh go from there okay i have notes and i have questions and i'll start with my questions and then i'll go into the things that i appreciate about the film oh wonderful is that okay does that work for you guys yeah was- fantastic okay my first question who was possessing annie was it charlie was it payman was it just a random demon throughout this movie i was confused okay that's like my that's my first okay. main question. It's like who's, who's who's possessing Annie? So Annie was not possessed the whole movie. No. She was possessed when Steve caught on fire. That's the only time? That's from then on until the end of the film she was possessed. What about when they were doing the original like ritual in the living room and then she said mommy? Was that was that, that was, Charlie? Well that that was a seance and it's like a I'm, I am no expert. Sure. This is just what I understand from the film. Yeah. Um, oh, I also want to say that we we just love movies. We just really enjoy them, but we're not like <laughs> experts in any way or educated on it. We just like <laughs> we just we just dig movies and want to talk about them. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Absolutely. Um. So at that scene, yes, Annie held a seance with her family to try to bring Charlie back to talk to Charlie again. And so, for a brief moment, she, yes, was possessed by Charlie, but it was, she's a spiritual and physical medium, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. So, Charlie can, like, speak through her, but Charlie is not necessarily inside of her. Gotcha. It's like opening the door for her to walk through. Nice. Okay. Um, That clears things up. And then... Annie does get possessed when Steve catches on fire. Yeah. And I I don't know if you've noticed, but throughout the film, there was like shimmering of light yes. that would go around. That's Paymon. That's Payman? Yeah. Because Payman, um, we see it first just kind of floating around Charlie in the beginning. Yeah. Charlie, Going after she dies, grandma. we don't really see that. And then... Excuse me. We, um... <laughs> ate too fast <laughs> it's good sando uh, huh? that sando slapped we crushed that sando. <laughs> we did crush that sando um i don't know exactly when we see the uh payment light thing throughout 
yeah. after Charlie's death, but we do see it try to enter Peter, where he was yeah. in the classroom and he kind of has his weird thing. Yeah, and then, and then, <laughs> and then basically that's the light trying to get inside of him. Mm-hmm. And then we see it right after, like I said, Steve catches on fire, the light goes into Annie and we do see that. Right. And then she like sits up straight and she's clearly possessed from yep. there on out. When Annie dies, the light comes down and goes into Peter after he jumps out the window. Right. And then he then goes into the treehouse. So like that kind of shows you, it gives you a visual representation of where Paymon exactly is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Perfect. that's the answer to your first question. Thank you. Um, why did Steve catch on fire and not Annie when she threw the book, the notebook into the fire? I don't know. Okay. What I'm thinking is when Annie tried to put the book in the fire in the first place, her arm just caught on fire. Right. It wasn't her whole body. She didn't burst into flames. So what I'm thinking is it was more of a warning. Ah. Uh, because like, I mean, we're dealing. That's a good we're point. Dealing with like paranormal stuff here, so they have control over these things some way somehow. So it's more like, hey, put the book out, or you're gonna you're gonna die. Yeah. So when she tries to do it for certainty. Hmm. Um, and even though Steve doesn't really do it, it's a way for like payment to kill off the family. I see. In a way, I think. Cause like Annie's more susceptible to be a host than Steve is because she's, she believes in the stuff and everything. Yep. Even though payment, according to the book in the movie prefers a male host, mm-hmm. um, it was, it's able to in- inhabit female hosts. It just doesn't, I guess, perform as well as it could. Totally. So I'm thinking when she throws it in the fire, it's like Paymon saying, like, okay, well, fuck you. We're going we're gonna to kill your husband, basically. That's gotcha. what I think. Okay. Um, and I think they just said, yeah, let's get him out of the way. Yeah. Burn him. <laughs> get Steve out of the way. Yeah, Some, something like that. Yeah, gotcha. My other question I wrote down was Charlie the Payman, but I don't remember. Yeah, I was going to ask you that question. Like, do you think Charlie was Payman? Do you think Payman was inside of Charlie? Yeah. Is Payman Charlie? Yeah. Is, Payman is Charlie, Charlie, Payman? Is Charlie Payman? Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there was some weird stuff going on, like stimping off the pigeon's mm-hmm. head and like walking and seeing the person across the street. Yeah. And like seeing her grandma in the field with fire around her. Yeah. You know? You know what I just realized? Huh? Like the whole Charlie Payman, Payman Charlie thing. You know what that is? What? That's the whole chicken and egg thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. <laughs> well, here's here's what I here's what I think about that. I think part of me thinks that they coexisted, but I think Payman was always inside of Charlie Hmm. and Payman was always influencing Charlie and eventually like you're young and you don't like as a baby you know you don't have real consciousness I mean you know you know what I mean Hmm. um so I think Payman basically just takes over at such a young age that there's so much influence that Charlie basically is Payman but she doesn't realize it yeah or Payman's acting as like I don't really know okay. and there I have more notes on that but let's let's, let's go let's move on to the next question okay, cool. next question doctor next question doctor what was up with the naked people 
were those demons? Ari Aster just likes naked people. That's it? No, oh, we saw it in Midsummer. There's a bunch yeah. of naked people in Midsummer. What was that? Um, it's just cult. It's okay. just cult bullshit. I don't know. But they just kind of came out of nowhere. They're they're all cult members. All of those people were at the funeral. The funeral in the yeah. beginning. And I noticed that. I could tell because that one guy with the smile yeah. you see yeah. him by the casket mm-hmm. and then he was in the doorway inside the, the house. Oh god. Yeah, just naked. Yeah, it's um it's just I think it's just classic cult behavior. Sure. So those <laughs> So those were real people. Yeah, those are real people not who demons, were not... who worshipped Payman. Yeah. Annie's mother, I think I think her name's Ellen. Anyway, her she was like the leader of the cult. Right. And so everyone at the funeral was real and they were following her. Ellen. Ellen. <sighs> Fucking Ellen. Ellen Taper Lay. Yeah, they were real people. They were just they're just naked. <laughs> Adds to the All creepiness. Right. But I think it totally it's, does. When when they're worshipping like a demon, I think it's one of those things where like naked is your most vulnerable and natural state. Huh. So it's I think it's something like that. I yeah. don't know. I mean we we see that in um Midsummer. Yeah, and other other movies with cults or witches. Sure. Like you usually just see people naked. I don't know if that's, that's a, a real account. We'll uh we'll look into that. We'll have our editor look into that. Yeah, we'll have Hans look into that. Fucking Hans, dude. He's, have you seen him? No, he, I, I haven't have seen not, him anywhere. I have not seen and Hans. And frankly, I'm kind of pissed off. All right, so my last question was, um, why did Possessed Annie decapitate herself? This is a three-part question. Mm-hmm. I lied to you. Uh, and why did they remove the head on the dead grandma? And what was the obsession with the decapitation? Okay. Just in general. Like, what? <laughs> was it just because Charlie was beheaded? And then that was, like, the focus because they wanted Charlie to feel comfortable. So, like, look at me. I'm taking my head off. I have... That is definitely a three-part question. First part, why did did Annie saw off her head? Yes. Annie at that time was possessed by Payman. Right. Payman was killing Annie, so I think he could be released and then try to get into Peter. Oh. I don't know how it works per se but that's how i read it and also yeah. it's another way to kill off the family to try to member. yeah wow that makes real so quick much more digression sense. but that reminds me yeah peter uh like breaks his nose in school or whatever <laughs> yeah by himself and then he gets home and he's passed out yeah and then when he gets home and everything like everything's still somewhat normal when he wakes up his his dad is dead. Yep. His mom's possessed. Everything's just completely flipped. And like from that moment on, like he's, he's fucked and he yeah. has no idea. Yeah, no, he's, he wakes up and he's like, mom, dad. And yeah. it's just like, you're, you're done. kid. You're screwed. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. So as a viewer, you're just sitting there watching it and just knowing that he's done. Yeah. I thought that was pretty creepy. That was very creepy. Um, what's, what's part two of the question? Part two of the question was, why did they remove the head on the dead grandma? And put it on that uh, statue type deal. That was Charlie's head on the statue. That was Charlie's head. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, you know, Jeez. I I think it's just a way to... This will also actually help answer your part three question. Okay. There's um, beheading foreshadowing throughout the entire movie. Really? Um, yeah. During the party scene... Where Peter goes into the bedroom to smoke. Yeah. There's kids watching like something on their laptop and it's a black and white video. It's of it's of uh 
someone being beheaded by a guillotine. And then before that, we even saw Charlie. Yeah, she cut off the dead the pigeon. pigeon's head. That's another beheading. Wow. Yeah, I, I think it's just that. I think it's just saying that this is going to happen or this is how it will happen too. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something related to payment, but it's like you said, it, it is how Charlie died. And I think from there, that's just the pattern. It worked mm-hmm. with Charlie. So he's doing it again, I guess. I don't, I don't know for sure, but that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's like a theme throughout the movie. It's weird, but it's, you just see it. After Charlie is taken, like Payman possesses Charlie after he dies. Sorry, not Charlie, Peter. After Payman takes over Peter, after he jumps out the window, mm-hmm. he gets up and you just see Annie's decapitated body floating. <laughs> yeah. Into the trees. Just super goofy looking, first yeah. of all. How did that happen? Because Payman was in Peter. Yeah. But there was also the grandma's body in the treehouse kneeling with her head off. How did the grandma get there into yeah. the attic? Right. So it, I don't know if Payman can control several people or. Okay. I think maybe if he has a host. I don't. I don't know. I think one really cool thing about the movie and Ari Aster has even said it. It's like it just unravels at the end and it kind of mm-hmm. just says fuck all throughout the first three quarters of the movie you're like okay we're following along and then like things are getting weird but they're still paranormal or demonic and then at the last quarter of the movie he's just like screw it we're just we gotta go for it yeah and uh he did and so like yeah there's gonna be stuff unexplained but Mm -hmm. uh, i mean that's i feel like that's how a lot of horror movies go yeah but i i but i don't see it so far-fetched to where i don't believe it well, not, I mean, I mean, what happens with like the floating bodies? Like, I'm not questioning why it's happening because everything else is so screwed up. Messed that up, it's, yeah. I, I want to ask you this question sure. since it kind of relates to the beheadings. Um, do you think Charlie, like, slash Payman, planned the accident? That is a great question. I don't know because you'd think that someone who has an allergy, like a food allergy, would have an EpiPen on them at like mm-hmm. all times. And that didn't really seem to be like a relevant <laughs> factor in her going to this random person's house for a party. Sure. Um, so that was confusing and that might've been a part of that. And then leaning her head out the window and, but then there's the dead animal in the middle of the road, which I don't think anyone could have accounted for. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I have no idea. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that because I think Charlie either doesn't know that she's payment or it's just like only starting to get it. Yeah. And the reason why I ask is because on the telephone pole, it has engraved in it that symbol that we see throughout the entire movie. That's right. That's right. So what does that mean? Does that mean someone wrote it there knowing something was going to happen there or Mm. was that like Charlie or Payman realizing that and coming up with that idea. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have an answer for that. I just think that's an interesting viewpoint Yeah. because I had something written here about, so Ari Aster wrote the film in a way that one can interpret that Charlie is endangering herself uh, by eating a nut filled pie at the party because the demon Payman is influencing influencing her and trying to get her killed gotcha so it's kind of a loophole 
Because um, yeah. you're right. Why wouldn't they have an EpiPen? Right. They would have one, I, th- I would think, in each car, or they would always have one on them. Right. Like, absolutely. Have one, like, have Charlie have one, yeah. have Peter have one. You and, know? Like, maybe they did, and Charlie threw it out the window. I doubt it, because we didn't see it, and there was never a discussion about an EpiPen. The mom should have provided one or made sure there was one, but at right. the same time, she was basically sending charlie to a party where she knew it wasn't like a school function like come on yeah and so i don't know but the mom's messed up you know her mother just died and she's grieving and whatnot it's only been two weeks yeah um another funny part is when that did when charlie did die you just you said when the car stopped you said and i quote dude just fucked up so bad I mean, he did. He did. I think it's an understatement. Totally. Yeah. Because that certified his death. It certified his mom's death. He just crawls in bed. Just goes. Duder, Duder goes home. <laughs> <laughs> Parks the car. Doesn't even look in the back seat. Le- just leaves her in just the back. Just leaves the decapitated dead body of his sister in the back seat and goes and sits in his. lays in his bed. And then here's his mom crying in the morning screaming bloody yeah. murder it's and he's like oh i guess she found it oh no yeah. she found it <laughs> <laughs> didn't even try to hide it <laughs> yeah just uh, uh yeah he fucked up i did he, he was really high did. as shit too i know he was ripped he gets high at a party and he's like oh, it's, hospital. it's like dude you're you're there with your sister like, i know come on His little sister but she's like little she's 13 you know? yeah and he's what, 17? It's something 16, like that, yeah. 17? Yeah. Gotta watch out for the little siblings, man. Um, that's all I got. I got some notes I'd like to go over. Sure. Um, this is just some like little fun fact stuff. Most of it is just pulled off IMDB. Thank you very much. I love fun facts. Here we go. So during the support meeting where Annie goes and it's like a lost loved one therapy that's it essentially um annie recounts her brother's suicide at the age of 16 Hmm. remember this she's talking about her family yes Yes. so her brother offed himself when he was 16 years old and in his suicide note he blamed ellen their mother for putting people inside him and so annie thinks this is schizophrenia Hmm. what really happened is ellen originally attempted to conjure payment through her own son. Jeez. So her son was messed up yeah. because his mom tried to put a demon inside of him. Dude. Yeah. And then after his death and thus Ellen's failure to summon payment, mm-hmm. Ellen then put pressure on Annie to have kids. This is all explained when she's ranting. Oh my God. At the, at this therapy group. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually Annie did have children, but she did not allow Ellen to see Peter. She did allow her to see Charlie when she was born. And so Charlie was Ellen's target. Yep. She was able to put payment into Charlie. And then Charlie even says really early in the film, I think it's one of her first lines. She says that Ellen wanted me to be a boy. So Charlie says yeah, that at the beginning. She so does. Like, she knows that. like things are fucked up too. Yeah. Maybe like not to the extent, but she knows like, you know, that's just a weird thing. Yeah. So she also Annie also mentions at that meeting that the dad starved himself to death. Oh. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. But that starved himself. That's I don't, weird. 
That's weird, dude. Who does yeah, that? That is weird. That? I don't know. But hey, if you're married to a cult member like that, you know, I mean. Yeah. So Ellen was never truly like, she was never possessed, but she was just like the founding member of this cult. Yeah. Trying to bring payment back. She looked like such a sweet grandma. To the living. She did. Oh, dude, that one, that one scene at like the very beginning of the movie after Annie's oh, done working on the dollhouse. Turns the light off. The light's off and she looks in the corner and the grandma's just there smiling at yeah. her. Just yeah. Just smiling. Freaked my shit. She turns the light on she's gone. And she's gone in a second. Yeah. No, that's... I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about it. That was too. so creepy. Looking down the hall. Yeah. Is anyone it. there? Nope. We're good. Okay. And then kind of going off this, when payment's free after Charlie dies, Peter's the next desired host. Yeah. Um, and we, like I said, the book describes payment needing a male host. Joan is the one yelling at Peter across the schoolyard. Right. She's yelling at him. I expel, I expel you, you and get out. Get out. Peter. Yeah. So she's trying to get Peter out. So payment can come in. <laughs> What's crazy is that no one else seems to look at her in that school, like, lunch courtyard. No one else seems to, like, hear her. It's, like, just him. Yeah. He's she's got, like, on his own clip. the whole freaking movie. Like, no one... Yeah. His dad's the only one that listens. But yeah. even then, it's just... You know, they don't talk that much. Poor and Steve. then Peter has the instant in class where he raises his hand and he has it in, like, held up in, like, a... Yeah. Screwed up way. Little... Did you notice that the hand that he held up in class is the same as Payman's staff in the treehouse at the end? You know, like no. the little statue yeah. where Charlie's head's on top? They have yeah. a little staff and a hand is doing the same thing Peter did. What? So I think that was, you know, Payman trying to get inside Peter and then boom. It's the details, people. Yeah. It's just, it's pure class. Pure class. That's crazy. But there was the whole thing with like the grave being desecrated and like yeah. getting the body of the grandma out and putting it in the attic. Mm -hmm. And then, but Steve blames it on Annie and says it was you, wasn't it? That's yeah, where you've been he going. He thought she was cracking up. Yeah, but it wasn't her. No, it was. I don't know if Probably it was the, the cult, cult members, members or because they got in the house some way. They were up in the attic. Yeah. I know it. Oh. Looking around. I know it's so scary. There's also the words. That were written like yeah on the walls they were carved into the walls yeah i, I wrote down a couple zazas z-a-z-a-s mm -hmm. was one of them which is that latin i don't know um i have the definitions for them here okay you, you're ready to go <laughs> just give it to me so the, the first one we see is satany satany yeah s-a-t-a-n-y yeah. um these were written behind charlie's bed headboard that is apparently associated with bringing the dead back to life so, right no yeah yeah no that makes sense perfect sense then the next time we see words there's two written by each other liftoch l-i-f-t-o-a-c-h mm -hmm. and pandemonium you can use phonetics on that one yeah liftoch or touch i don't know it's hebrew for open and then followed with pandemonium is commonly known as chaos mm. or the capital of hell so <laughs> great no there it is so we're opening either chaos or the or hell so that's wow and then zazas yeah uh, that's the last one we see and that's referred to as a demon conjured by a ouija board um but in this case i believe that to be annie's seance mm -hmm. they were fine 
I think they were fine before Annie's seance. Yeah, I Not think so saying too. saying nothing would have happened. I'm just saying that that didn't help the situation. I mean, they were still hearing um, Charlie's like clicks oh, around and they were they like Peter saw Charlie in the corner and like her head fell off, but it was mm-hmm. really like a ball or whatever. And then she saw the grandma in the corner. So I think they were still, they were being watched, obviously. Um, there's even a scene where Peter's in his bedroom or you can see it like through his bedroom window and he's like working on some stuff where he's like texting that girl and you could just see you just see hot air like breath from yeah. outside coming into the frame well here's here's an interesting take on that yeah. is at the very beginning of the movie we see the dollhouse and then we pan into it and it's then the first it's, scene and it's Peter. Peter's bedroom so yeah. it pans into the replica of their house to reveal the bedroom so cool and what Ari Aster has said about that is that the family that we watched at the whole movie is like dolls in a dollhouse. He says they have no agency and that they are being manipulated by outside forces. And I think that was his basis for the whole movie. Wow. Is that, so yeah, they are being watched because they are like dolls in a dollhouse. Yeah. There's nothing they can do the whole time. Like, what can Peter do? Nothing. He hasn't. What is Annie going to do? She figures it out, but then she just gets possessed out of nowhere. Yeah. They're screwed. Yeah, the there's beginning. no way out. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Alan. Friggin' Alan. I was uh, ruining everything. God, I tell ya. Uh, Can't deal with her anymore. The clocking yeah. sound? <laughs> Clock. Clicking clocks. Um, Ari Aster, he didn't think that was... Uh, he thought it was borderline like corny when he put it in. He wasn't sure about it. Mm. Um, and he didn't intend it to be really scary, per se. But he would watch people in the theaters, and they that would give them the biggest jump scare is the clocks. Wow. At least, well, from what I heard, but interesting. That scared the shit out of me. I don't like it. No, I hated it. If someone like someone did that to me, like, like I would, right not, after seeing the movie, I would or not something. be happy. That's no. the type of thing where I, I would get angry at. Yeah. That's uh that's kind of the notes I had on it. I have a little game for you. Sure. If you want, I love games. I was the last thing I was going to say yeah. is I, I want, I really appreciate the cinematography of this movie. Like mm-hmm. a lot of cool shots and a lot of cool like changes from between scenes. Mm-hmm. Like one, per, like there was one where like Peter's sitting on his bed, and then it's the next scene, but he's like in the same spot still, but now he's sitting in his desk at school. Oh yeah. And then one where Annie's right. like coming down the hall at the school or or like not the school. Oh, from and Jones. It's upside down. Yeah, and it, the, the camera's they, upside down, and they then do that in Midsummer too. They did on the road. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then the last thing was. Oh, oh, oh. And I didn't catch it the first time. Okay. But right after Steve's burnt, it shows the outside of the house and it's daytime. Oh, yeah. And then it switches it, like, to night. Clicks. Like, and it's night. Like, yeah, yeah, it's night. And there's just bodies. Surrounding the house. Standing bodies naked. naked surrounding the house at night. Yeah. And it's the same shot, but it's just like. I didn't see it the first time either. Yeah. No, it's it's awful. And then. Awful. um So awful. I, I think the. I think what scared me the most in the movie, this yeah. the most disturbing image for me, is when Peter wakes up at night, and we have, we have a low angle showing the top of his bedroom uh, ceiling, and in the corner we just see his mom, yeah. like just Spider Man hanging yeah. in like this nighty. Yep. Fucking wears those anymore. Just this white <laughs> nightgown, just w- looking at, down at him. Yeah, and then she just like, floats yeah. away. <laughs> She like swims yeah. in the air. It's silent. Si- that's Nothing. the creepiest part. It's awful. It it's awful. When yeah. that happened, when that started, I was like, okay, yeah, this I'm is. Out. No, like just he jumped out the window. It's like good for you, Peter. Yeah, 
Good what for would, you. What would have happened if you stayed? Probably would have gotten possessed. Dude, I don't even. I don't want to know. I. I wouldn't. Uh, same I thing. Yeah. It would have been the bad. Car keys and like try to book it, but even then, you know. Yeah. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go to escape from that? Anyways, yeah. Give me the give me the trivia, cause I want right. to hear it. I have it in the um. Harry to Terry trivia. I have it in kind of the format <laughs> of <all> trivia. <laughs> You're hilarious. No, I'm sorry. Of Jeopardy. Jeopardy. For those listening, if you want to follow along, we'll uh. List the point values and you can add them up. <laughs> um, some of them are questions. Some of them are just fucking fun facts. I'll give you those points for free. All right. So the, our categories are numbers. Potent potables. Just kidding. Effects, as in FX, movie effects. Yeah. Uh, cast and crew. Mm. And public, which would be like public perception or you'll find out. So cousin, you have the floor. Which category and for what number value between 100 and 500? Uh, seeing as we're playing a Jeopardy-style game, I just want to say real quick, rest in peace to the late Alex Trebek, fantastic human being, 80 years old, loved him, loved Will Ferrell's impression of him on SNL as well. Um, but yeah, just great human being Absolutely. Overall. He, um, I, I heard he filmed the remainder of his episodes for this season really already. and so they're so he's able to finish up a season but wow yeah, a nice little moment of silence for mr alex trebek in honor of our jeopardy game we're about to play all right <clears throat> yeah the board is yours mr okay. toman well toman can you give me uh numbers for 100 <laughs> let's do it okay all right what is the runtime in minutes? The runtime for the movie in minutes is 136 minutes. All right. That's my guess. 127. I'll give it to you. That's close enough. Yeah! You're, you're within 10 minutes. You have 100 points. And for those listening who also guessed within 10 points of the 127 minute long answer, you also get 100 points. Congratulations. Congrats. Here's a little fun fact. Uh, most horror films have an average length of 90 minutes. I believe it. So this one was far longer. Wow. And it felt it. It did. It was a... Oh, it dragged. It dragged. At points. Um, in a good way. Totally. Um, I wanted it to end, but I was enjoying it. Same. All right. That's how all scary movies go for me. Okay, we already did numbers for 100. Uh, your next category, please. Uh, Toman, give me cast and crew for three hundo. All right, cast and crew for three hundo coming right up after this short break. We, <laughs> cousin, do you, is there anything you want to? Uh, um, is there anything you want to advertise here? Um, let's see. No, I'm not big on advertising. That's fair. Just kidding. Even though I got my. All right, degree. here we go. The film is director Ari Aster's feature debut. Wow. True or false? False. It is his feature debut. What? Yeah. That's his debut movie? Yes. That's incredible. Props to him because it was well done. And very much thanks to Studio A24 for A24 for bringing him in. Trusting him with something like this. For real. And boy, did he deliver. All right, Incredible. so anyone who ever guessed that true, you also get 300 points. Right on. All right, now next. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Toman, give me public for 500. Ooh, topping the list of scariest movies based on heart rate, broadband choices, science of scare, what? project, 
followed the heart rate of over 50 people of different ages, and they showed them different scary movies. Okay. Where do you think Hereditary ranked upon scary movies viewed and the heart average heart rate while viewing the movies? Do you think it made top 10? I'd say no. It was number four. Number four? Yeah. Like out of all scary movies or like scary movies that were shown to them? The scary movies that were shown, it had the fourth highest average heart rate while viewing. Um, Bonus question. What was the average heart rate while viewing? Beats per minute. What's what's normal? I don't know. 60? I feel, no. (laughs) Can I I cheat? Quick Google. Uh, normal resting heart rate for adults ranges from 60 to 100 BPM. Okay. That's what I thought. So I'm going to I'm going to say average BPM while viewing was 120. Well, it was only it was 83. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. I feel like 100's high. If my, if yeah. I had 100 beats per minute as an average resting, I'd be seeing the doctor. Yeah, no, we should see what that does. <clears throat> so that's kind of a fun fact. It's pretty darn scary it based on scary. science, if you trust that sort of thing. I don't All believe right. in God. So if I only you, uh, believe in science. If you, <laughs> you have not been baptized. All right. Um, I'm Troll. gonna. <laughs> Are you leaving us? No, I just need some sweats. Um, let's do cast and crew for two hundred. The producers said that it worked out well that Gabriel Byrne, Steve, Steve, and Alex Wolf, Alex Peter, Wolf. of the Naked Brothers Band. Yes, of the Naked Brothers Band. How cool is that? I used to love the Naked Brothers brand. Go Alex Wolf. Sorry, go ahead. So the dad and the son worked together previously, and then the son and the sister, Charlie, also worked. No, they knew each other from school. What? And uh, the producer said that worked out well for the movie because it made Tony Collette, Annie, the mom, the outsider to the group. Totally. Um, which mirrored Annie's character in the movie and feelings of alienation with her within her own family. Wow. Uh, additionally, Ari Aster requested that Alex Wolf and Millie Shapiro, Charlie, mm-hmm. Peter and Charlie, go out to eat in character a few times. And they would sit for up to three hours in silence while Charlie wouldn't speak and Peter would try to get her to talk. Wow. Is this going to be a true or false thing? No, like this is just a nice just fun trivia. fact. Here's, here's 200 points for you. Thanks. Thank you. I really earned those. Are you keeping track of your points, Alex? Yeah, I think I'm at like negative 300 or something. I don't think you get negative points. No, I'm just kidding. I've not been keeping track. I'm That's sorry. fine. There's no prize for you. I didn't Maybe think. love for my cousin. <laughs> You'll never get that. <laughs> All right. That's a nice little fun fact. I think that's pretty interesting. They have yeah. a little method acting for wow. a 13-year-old. They went out to lunch twice, and he... Wow. He just tried to talk to her. She, she just, just wouldn't. wouldn't talk to him. That's amazing. That's dedication, and that's good filmmaking. It shows. <laughs> I got a question for you. Tell me. Uh, Pe- Peter, throughout the film, looks distressed right. and right. Um, just very not well, but do you think... Uh, do you think he had good fits or bad fits throughout the film? From what I can remember, his fits were shit. I don't really like... <laughs> For you uneducated boomers out there, <laughs> fits are uh, just outfits. Fits are outfits. And yeah. No, I, I, terrible. No, he looked terrible. He looked, he looked like he a high school... Like, he looked like me in high school. And that's that's bad, all right? Because I did not know how to dress in high school, bro. I wore the same Vans freaking zip-up hoodie for like 10 years in a row. I got it in eighth grade. You know, like that kind of stuff. He looked like he felt shitty. <laughs> you know, yeah. he had like a well said 
Cobain sweater on and was sweaty yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I agree. Not a good fit. Not a good fit. All right, next category, Definitely. please. Yep. Um, well, here, Toman, can you give me uh, effects for 500? Ooh. This one. Oh, this one's cool. Alex Wolf, Peter, explained that he wanted to actually break his nose for the scene where his character slams his head into the desk. He, he wanted to actually break he, he it? He wanted to break it. He wanted to break his nose. I think I think Alex Wolf was doing method acting, so he was always Peter throughout filming. Tony Collette, Annie, she um she doesn't do that. So when camera rolls and when action said, she snaps into character, and then when it's done, she snaps out, and then it's it's crazy. Yeah. But Alex Wolf wants to break his own nose for this scene. Oh my God. Director Ari Aster respectfully declined uh, that offer and told Wolf that they'd give him a soft, cushioned desk for the scene. Uh, when it was time for the scene to be shot, Wolf slams his head into the desk, only to discover that the top was foam, but the bottom was hard. So, do you think he broke his nose? Still. Yes. He didn't. He didn't. But he did dislocate his jaw. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Duder dislocated his jaw yeah, from I, that scene. Is that worse? Than breaking your nose? Yes, that's worse than breaking your nose. Dislocating your freaking jaw? Are you kidding? Just pop it back. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, man. He, he, he found a loophole in the system. But that's pretty cool. That was a special effect used for that scene. They did a soft top, and then I was watching it, and I, I'm like looking at it it doesn't look like it caved in at all yeah it was cool i don't know wow that was fun that was 500 points for those following along cool so i'm at negative like six we'll go back and trip six these are 100 point yeah we'll have uh we'll have hans, we'll have hans. Get the point total yeah hans did you hear that yeah no if you run that back for us and give us those numbers he's not listening he's a Dude, worthless human all right hans um, went on lunch his half hour lunch break an hour ago i don't think he's back yet can we, Toman, can I do effects for 100? Millie Shapiro, Charlie. Yes, I'm aware of her. Her most memorable moment was her stunt scene during the car accident, where she was tethered to the car while she was hanging out of it. She said it felt like a roller coaster. How fast was the car moving while Millie was performing the stunt? I'm going to say 40 miles per hour. Yeah? Yeah. Very close. She was uh, going 30 miles an hour. Gotcha. She loved yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That makes me feel like that scene's watchable because I know she's having a fantastic time in real life yeah. right before she gets um, <clears throat> decapped. Hey, all right, next category. The sound of it, dude. Next category here, Cruzen. Um, I'm going to do public for 400. One of the trailers for Hereditary was accidentally shown at the beginning of a PG-rated family-friendly film in Inaloo, Western Australia. It caused a small panic in the theater with parents fleeing the cinema with their kids. The theater eventually shut the screen off and offered a complimentary movie pass to all the audience members apologizing for the mistake. What was the family-friendly film that was being shown? Okay, so if it's a movie that was up and coming... 2018. When either 2018 or 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting um, you to get this right. I just think it's funny. The Incredibles 2. Okay. That's what I'm going to put on the line here. It was Peter Rabbit. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. You're going to go see Peter Rabbit with Rabbit with your grandma. And then you see like a freaking demon on the screen. Just terrible. I don't even know what the trailer's like. I don't either. That's awful though. And I, I can feel imagine. so bad. People were that fleeing would, the theater. Yeah. That would, <laughs> could you imagine being like five years old 
and seeing that it would scar me oh, man it's terrible That's i'm sure we see terrible stuff in the trailer i don't know i'm starting to lose count where we were business. at but you know we'll go yeah for we'll it. figure it out uh, i'm gonna do effects for 300 all right how do you think they filmed the chalk riding on the chalkboard scene where joan right. s- uh summoned her grandson um i think it was actually a real seance um, and so what we actually saw was a real demon. That's another question I have. Who mm-hmm. was, sorry. Oh, the who question. is that? Yeah. Well, that, could we that, didn't even touch could, on this. Yeah, could the whole Joan demon? thing. I think, yes, I think it is because Joan, um, she had like a little seance thing with Alex's, with Peter, Alex Wolf, Peter's yeah. like picture in the middle of it. She did. In her apartment when, <gasps> do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like, she went to go try to, Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it might have been Paymon. Paymon. Because after Charlie died, we don't really know where Paymon is. Yeah. He's kind of, I guess, just hanging around. I think, I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but. Dang. That, could, I guess it could have been Paymon, like, trying to get Annie to. Yeah. Because they go for the person. I, I took a screenshot of what she, when she found that notebook. Oh, yeah. Um. When successfully invoked, King Payman will possess mm. the most vulnerable host. Only right. when the ritual is complete will King Payman be locked into his ordained host. Ordained host. Once locked in, a new ritual is required to unlock the position. King Payman is male. Thus, okay. Um, so he wasn't locked in when he was within the other people. Right. I guess. Maybe Charlie. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, in the movie, a demon did it. But how do you think they did it in real life? In real life? Do you think it was... Uh, visual effects or special effects I'm gonna say the chalk was magnetic mm-hmm. and they had a magnet underneath it like how like no, gypsies probably, and stuff used yeah. to actually do stuff to trick people yes well you are correct no way yeah, they put a really small magnet in the chalk and under the chalkboard and they said it was really difficult to get the have it right smoothly which it yeah. ultimately did but yeah yeah cool good that's job. really cool well done we can just kind of burn through the rest of yeah, these. Yeah, I'll just burn just through them. That. Yeah, just let's just send them. Let's just give me the re- give me the rest of these trivia yeah, notes. Some good ones. Okay, what was the estimated budget for this movie? Hundred that hundred. Do no. you want me to give you? It's multiple choice. It's multiple. Give me. Yeah, let me hear the multiple choice. All right. Let me hear that. You, you did. You are smart. <laughs> was it ten million, mm. fifteen million, mm. or twenty million? Mm. I'm gonna say fifteen million. Uh, answer. It was. A, it was. It, the budget for this movie was $10 million. Damn it. Damn it. A- estimated. Okay. Estimated. Yeah. No, that's cool. that's cool. Fun fact. Yeah. On this, uh, horror movie budgets have decreased in recent years. There was a peak of $36 million in 2000 to 2005. Mm. And it has reduced to $13 million average from 2015 to the present. They're not blockbuster movies. No, but they put the money to good use. It, it they works really do. Very well. Uh, what was the worldwide gross? I'm gonna say 115 million. All right, that would have been nice. They made 80.2 million. Okay. Uh, 13.5 million, 0.6 million was made on opening weekend. So, on opening weekend, they were already positive. They already made a profit. Good for them. On what day was opening day? When? Do what? Th- what day? When do you think this came out? In 2018. Yeah, Halloween. It was a, it was a nice uh, it was a nice summertime movie. It came no. out in June eighth. What? Yeah, it's right in the middle of the summer. Wow. Want to go check this out? Unheard of. Better than uh, January or February. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many days was this film shot? 
I'll give you the average shooting time for regular movies. Average shooting is completed between 75 to 120 days. Okay. I'm going to say 80 days. It took him 32 days. Cousin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It took him a month. Well, I don't know about straight, but. No, 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 no. Less than average. So that's cool. That's very cool. Those were all the numbers category. Now we're going on to effects. The special effects team had to learn how to do stuff they'd never done before. Mm -hmm. And one of those was making a candle light itself. Wow. So in the seance, it goes out, but it comes back on. Yeah. I couldn't find out how they did it, though. Interesting. But I don't even know how I'd go about it. Maybe like a little spark plug in there or something that feeds under the table and you just... I don't know. I mean, they got those candles, those birthday candles that are the trick candles. Oh. So maybe some something Like a delayed fuse or something? Yeah, something similar to that. When Annie was sawing her neck, um, she wore a prosthetic neck and used piano string for the scene. Wow. It's supposed to be a wire saw. Yeah. Which is, you know, backpackers carry it. Mm -hmm. It's lightweight and portable. But that was cool. Prosthetic neck. Yeah. Ari Aster was saying that... um, they thought it would look ridiculous. And they're like, this is going to be stupid. And they watched it and they're like, oh, no, this is pretty good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It was hard for me to watch that part. That's a tough one. So I was kind of like, she doesn't this. like. No, yeah. And then she just like goes yeah, faster. Going and it's like really fast. It's awful. It's really, really bad. Like, that's the main character throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then. It's done. Gonzo. Nothing. It's tough. It just shifts. And you're like, oh, okay, well, she's, she's gone. She's, she's done dead. now. Ari Aster wrote detailed biographies and backstories for all the characters before writing the screenplay. So he got the basics down for all the characters and their motives and behaviors and everything before writing. So when yeah. he wrote it, he had it all lined up. I thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. This one's this one's funny. Uh, according to Ari Aster, what genre does this movie fit into? Horror? Family drama. Are you serious? It's kind of a joke. Yeah. He, he said that at one point and it kind of stuck. He does, he does consider it to be a horror movie, okay. but yeah, at one time he explained it as a family drama, and that's so by funny. omitting saying horror, people were thinking that's it was like a statement, but yeah, no. It's it's funny to tell people that it's a family drama, because essentially it is. <laughs> it really is. But yeah. so is Star Wars. Yes. That one family. One family. Fuck them. Wow. Uh, Ari Aster has a cameo in the movie. What? I love do you know what it was? Do that. I'm going to guess it was... Oh, was he the guy that calls about the art? Yes. No way. Yes. Yes. Nice. He nice. left the voicemail? Yeah, leaving the voicemail. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Nice. Very cool. I uh, I didn't know that was him. And then well, I read the trivia, but I listened yeah. to a podcast with Ari Aster, and I recognized the voice. And I was like, that's totally him. That's, that's really, really cool. cool. Nice. Awesome. Um, Hereditary's advertising campaign has been credited for keeping Charlie's death a secret from viewers. So like in trailers and stuff, we saw Millie Shapiro throughout the trailer and we think she's alive for like most of the movie and it kind of revolves around like a demon child. I I thought that's what it was going to be. So did I. Uh, She was only alive for a quarter of the film. Wow. Uh, What classic movie is this similar to? What classic horror movie that you have seen? Conjuring? Psycho. Psycho! Yeah, Janet Lee. Oh, that's a good point. She dies early on, so it's kind of a similar yeah, it is. thing, it is. but it's a cool tactic, because I totally thought the same thing. Yeah. And then when she was... It was a shock, for sure. I remember pausing it, because I had to pee. 
Yeah. And looking at the runtime. Oh yeah. It's like Thirty minutes. It's only been thir- like forty minutes or something. I was like, what? Yeah, the movie still crawls. Like, it really does. And then you're like, oh man, we got like another, what hour and a half of this? Yeah. Or so. Yeah. Um, where was primary filming located? Texas. Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, okay. We're in Seattle, by the way. We are in Seattle. I guess we should have talked about that when we introduced ourselves. Just We just want to leave little breadcrumbs yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't yeah. want to give the whole pie away. I like that. was pretty cool. Got to keep yeah. them listening. <laughs> think that's, that's it? That's, that's all it? I, that's all I that's have. That's all she wrote. For Hereditary. That's all my cousin wrote. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts on Hereditary? Would you, after talking, would you change your rating at all? No, or? I'd still give it an 8.5. I think nice. it was... I think it was a, probably the best horror movie I've seen to date. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it for people that haven't seen a lot of horror movies or even oh, people that have seen a lot okay. of horror movies. Nice. Because um, I was freaked out going into it, but it's just, it's a great piece of cinema. Yeah. So, I mean, this is coming from someone who doesn't traditionally like horror scary yeah. movies and you were apprehensive at first about watching it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I made you do it and here we are. <laughs> But no, I would agree. I, I I like your rating, and I think it's a good and interesting way of showing trauma that we're just not used to seeing. So yeah. it makes us really uncomfortable, and we'll explore yes. that in our next movie, Midsummer, which is also Ari Aster's film. Yeah, Midsummer. 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 That's the next Mid- Midsummer movie we're going to talk about here, cause M- Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, that's the next one. All right. Well, I guess that ends Harry to Terry. Harry's Terry. And this is O Cousin, My Cousin. Where art thou? And I'm Alex. And I'm Drew. Thanks for tuning in. That was the first part of our first episode of O Cousin, My Cousin. Tune in next week, same time, where we're going to dive into Ari Aster's Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs>